the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to hour two of tonight's Andrea K Show. It is Friday Eve. Are we on the eve? of a day of rage from the Islamists. That's what the the Hamas leader has called for. We talked about that last hour, as well as the fact that if you've got kids in college or universities, the SJP crowd is planning their day of protest. We need to be ever vigilant. And quite frankly, we've needed to remain ever vigilant now for quite a while in this country. Um, Into hour two here, we're going to still maybe talk a little bit about what's going on in Israel. But I got dear friend Tom DeBaccaro. You know Tom, brilliant political pundit, author of books like The Divided Era, the dude who crushed Kamala Harris, famously crushed Kamala Harris in a senatorial debate, and brilliant business attorney joins me now. Hello, Tom DeBaccaro. Welcome back. Hey, great to be on. Okay, so um, we're nine days into having no speaker. We finally, there was a week of a recess called, which was crazy. Finally, they decided to, you know, they uh, went behind closed doors, outside the prying eyes of the voters, and nominated Steve Scalise in a 113 to 99 vote over Jim Mm -hmm. Jordan. And then much more behind the scenes, no staffers, no cell phone, all kinds of privacy and secrecy I don't appreciate. After all of that, Steve Scalise couldn't get the votes and he has now withdrawn. Is this a mess, Tom Dell, or are we seeing our republic at work and this is what should be taking place? Well, democracy, someone said democracy is messy. Uh, But, you know, they need to get this particular thing right We're going into a critical election. Every election becomes more important than the last because mathematically government grows. Therefore, these elections are important. Uh, But I don't think this matters in the sense that I don't think a month from now anybody's really going to be talking about that. We need a forceful, articulate speaker who will hold the line on spending. I assume Jim Jordan gets back in the race and Scalise throws his support to him. And maybe this just clears up rather quickly. Well, I hope so. Um, One of the things that really concerned me was, look, and I got a lot of emails from people because I was like, go, you know, G-E-A-U-X, Steve Scalise. I'm like, go, he's my boy out of LSU, right? Fellow LSU Tiger. Um, uh, And, you know, I consider him more conservative than McCarthy, but a lot of people are like, oh, no, he ain't he's he's part of the John Boehner, Paul Ryan wing. Right. He's not he has no conservative creds whatsoever. Laura Loomer's tweeting out campaign contributions to him from big tech. Um, And, you know, people and then it was not even just the gang of eight that used the motion to vacate to remove McCarthy, it was 20. It was it was a huge number of Republicans. The same Republicans that nominated him, you know, a lot of them came back, or some of them came back and said, no, we can't do Kevin McCarthy. And one of the things that bothered me with that is Nancy Mace. 
Nancy Mace did not need to go on national TV and say, I'm not going to support Steve Scalise because 20 years ago he spoke at some sketchy, you know, nasty group because that just hurts everybody. Hold your feet to the fire and say, I'm not going to vote for Steve Scalise because he's not conservative enough and I don't know where he stands in the issues. No, you've got to, you've got to go left. You've got to pull out a libtard tactic and that only hurts us in the long run. So I just, it, you know, why can't the Republicans, you know, put forth the America First candidate get it done if you and especially if you're going to do this crap in private then keep your keep your dirty linen in private you know what i mean we don't air our dirty linen where i come from this whole the way this whole thing is being handled bothers me am i wrong yeah uh not particularly it's it's a symptom of a lack of leadership i mean why are they so fractured why isn't there a clear person that came forward. Part of the, my, my problem is reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K Show. Sell this. Hang on just a second, Tom. Hey, Riley, I don't know why that's playing in the background. We're going to need to pause here and restart. That's okay. I think it just came on during my answer. It did. I swear that wasn't us trying to drown you out, Tom. Uh, you wouldn't <laughs> be the first. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So start with your answer. I think this is a symptom of a lack of leadership. I mean, how else? Why isn't there someone that we can coalesce behind? And part of this is that we don't have a speaker that goes out and makes the case to the American public as opposed to arguing within Washington, D.C. This is what we need. We And I'm hopeful that Jim Jordan can be that person because he's certainly not shy about taking down the media and being forceful. And uh, perhaps this circumstance, this mess that you describe, someone that forceful can come out. But look, Republicans have regularly screwed this up. Go back to Mr. Livingston when, what was he, speaker for, of a week or something like that. Yeah, they do make a mess of these things. Well, um, I I don't mind it taking a little time to get it right. Um, you know, one of the, there's there was some really valid reasons. I think the re, the I think the concerns against Scalise were absolutely valid. I think the reason why there's a fracture is because we've got as a part of the holdover from the Tea Party and then this MAGA movement of people that are sick and tired of the Uniparty. People like Andy Biggs and Jim Jordan and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert and others that were elected as part of this MAGA movement that like an, that like the American First agenda. Not about it's not about Trump. It's it's about a movement and we're trying to give the power back to the people we're trying to block and get rid of this uniparty establishment uh crap that's going on that's caused the debt to go to 33 trillion dollars that's got our border open right now with 60,000 special interest aliens i.e terrorists flooding across the border uh you know we you know no accountability today we found out it was reported after a FOIA request. Joe Biden, as vice president, communicated with his family, his son and his brother, 29,000 times. 29,000 times. This is bigger than just a lie, him telling on the campaign trail that he never talked to his son about the business. We have grounds and proof of a variety of different reasons for why Joe Biden should already, there should already be articles of impeachment, not an impeachment inquiry. We, I'm, we're, we're sick and tired of the Kevin McCarthy's. And if Steve Scalise was going to do the same crap as Kevin McCarthy, then he needs to go the wayside. And I'm rather, I'd rather have 
I'd rather have a fraction. I'd rather have them have to fight it out. And, and, and Jim Jordan and somebody conservative like Jim Jordan to toe the line. There were other people that wanted Steve Scalise because they felt like he'd be better with fundraising. I don't care about fundraising. I care about actually returning this country back to what it was founded on. Well, didn't, uh, well, Scalise can still do the fundraising that they talked about if he remains number two. Uh, but clearly we need someone to come in there and say that the Washington, the business of politics is what's killing the United States right now. And so yes. we need to disrupt the business of politics. And that means cutting off spending and handing it out to corporations and everybody else. And that has to be an actual mission statement, because what you said, you know, as Senator Kennedy pointed out, if inflation went to zero today, it would prices would still be 17 percent higher than when Biden took office. We can't keep going on this path. And power in Washington, D.C. is tied to handing out money. And so the, the only way you can undo power is to reduce what government does. And they've got to be able to make those two cases. It's destroying the economy and leading to corruption. And I'm here to stop both. Right. And, you know, when Adam Kinzinger tweets out that Steve Scalise is, is our dude here, that's when I'm going to go, oh, no, he's not. Happy to happy to eat some crawfish with you, my dude, down in BR sometime and some gumbo at Jazz Fest. But you're not my dude for speaker. So that's where I'm at with that. So uh, Donald Trump has thrown his weight behind Jim Jordan. And that's where I'm hoping where we're going to be at uh, for that. Shifting gears into uh, the geopolitical situation. Um. Your thoughts on, we've already talked a lot about the Israel situation over there, uh, the Biden administration's response to what's happened. We talked tonight militarily about it, the intelligence failures. The Biden administration's response has been abysmal. We had to have, for days now, the Biden administration said they had no plans to evacuate Americans, Tom DeBacaro. Corey, Corey Mills out of Florida had to go over there, and he's, he's rescued so far 77 Mar- Americans. Talk to us about the political aspect of what's going on with this Biden administration response. Well, really, this is, goes back in Democrat circles and presidencies all the way back to the 60s. Ever since they, Kennedy, they have foreign policy has been a nuisance to their big government plans. And they don't hire and put into office competent people. Blinken is not competent. The rest of the Biden administration, are, when it comes to foreign policy, John Kerry is one of the most dangerous people in American foreign policy history. And so this is gross incompetence matched with ideology. You know, it's not a shock that between Biden the uh, the Obama administration and this administration that Russia had made its moves. It's not a shock after Afghanistan. In fact, there's a report out now that after Afghanistan is when Hamas began planning, seeing how pathetic the Biden administration was. They yeah. don't have people that uh, they're focused on woke policies in the military, not world uh, peace through strength. So none of this shocks me. They are not a competent administration. Weakness begets challenges. And that's why, if you remember, four days after he was put into office and took the oath, I put out a piece in the uh, Epic Times, four years of living dangerously under Joe Biden. That's where we are. 
I talked about this on day four. Yeah, and, you did. And and that's where we are. Well, when you're right, you're right, my dude, Tom DeBacaro. And, and, when you're wrong, you're, and when you're wrong, you're wrong. You told me during the break you don't eat pasta. I'm going to still be I friends with you. I barely eat pasta. It's how I stay skinny. Also, remember, during my U.S. Senate campaign, I said that the border was a in the nuclear terrorist age. age. You can't have an open border. What are Republicans yes. now talking about? Oh, there's danger yes. coming across the border. I talked about yep. that seven years ago. Yep, you sure did. All right, Tom, we'll appreciate you talking with us tonight. Thank you so much for being here. Take Take it easy. And you guys take a break. We'll be right back, though. Don't go anywhere. Andrea Kay, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. When you get into adulthood, uh, you're supposed to learn. Well, you're supposed to learn as a kid, begin learning that actions have consequences. And you're supposed to, by the time you get to an adult, that, that lesson is supposed to be ingrained in you, right? That, you know, if you do something bad, do something wrong. If you don't study, you get a bad grade. You know, if you speed, you get a ticket. You know, you pop off to your parents, you break curfew, uh, you might get grounded. I don't know. Today's kids, you know, they get the, the devices taken away from them. And then hopefully by the time you get to an adult, you know how to act right. Right. Because you've been taught that actions have consequences. Um, there's. An interesting story. We've been talking tonight. I've I've mentioned different, you know, colleges and universities where we've got all these, you know, anti-Israel, pro-Palestinian little protesters, you know, that have just been taught a bunch of garbage and they're just parroting what their little libtard parents and their libtard professors have been teaching them. Well, um, I got to talk about my least favorite, the former, the formerly respected uh, college university called Harvard used to be the most respected uh, higher education institution in the world. Now a degree from there is literally something that I would use uh, to clean up after uh, my my little boo Gator if he had an accident in the house. Um, Case in point, 31 Harvard University students signed a letter blaming it, blaming Israel. Not just pro-Palestinians, but they literally blamed Israel as, quote, entirely responsible for the Hamas slaughter that took place on civilians. That's a whole nother level of bad. That's a whole nother level of stench. It's one thing for the Gigi Hadids of the world and Bella Hadid, whose daddy is Muhammad Hadid, who, you know, Big Bank Hank out of Beverly Hills, right? Who's Palestinian. Um, and she posts pro-Palestinian stuff. But to blame Israel, to say, Israel, it's your fault babies were beheaded. That's some sick crap, right? So there was a whole lot of backlash against them to the point to where President Claudine Gay, interesting name, has had to come out and basically say, um, you know, yeah, do, do a letter on behalf of Harvard saying that, you know, they support Israel or whatever. Well, there's hedge fund. Here's what I find interesting about the story is that's not consequences for these kids saying something absolutely outrageous. This hedge fund manager, Bill Ackman, and I'm not and I and, and look, when it comes to consequences, I don't believe in denying somebody their speech. If you want to go and stand outside somewhere and say that Israel is to blame for their for their Jewish babies being beheaded, you've got the right to do that. 
But other people in society have the right to do some good old-fashioned shaming of you and some good old-fashioned shunning of you. Because there used to be a time where you said something like that and nobody wanted anything to do with you. Here's an idea in response from hedge fund manager Bill Ackman, and he's calling on Harvard to release the names of students in the groups that signed the pro-terror statement so that employers do not, quote, inadvertently hire them in the future. I think this is a fantastic idea because one of the things that was integral to me in getting my first job out of college was I went through and worked with the LSU Job Placement Center where big corporations would come to LSU and want to hire, you know, the top business students and we could set up interviews and get interviewed and they would ask the professors who's the good students and, you know, you wanted to have a solid resume, right? You wanted to wow the corporations. Well, let me tell you, corporations have a right to know who you are. And they have a right, believe it or not, you little libtard numbskulls, corporations and or even non-core, any business has a right to hire who they want. Y'all want to push for diversity, equity, and inclusion? Y'all want to push for ideology to be a part of the hiring process? Well, here it is. I think this is a phenomenal idea. First, first of all, you can, you, you can avoid, Mr. Bill Ackman, here's my idea for avoiding inadvertently hiring a craphead out of Harvard, a Harvard resume shows up, a resume shows up with a kid and he's got Harvard as the institution, it would immediately go into my round file. If I was taking digital resumes, I wouldn't hire anybody out of Harvard, Columbia. And, you know, so, you know what, if you're conservative and if to me, why even go there? Because I'm not, I, I am not going to take a chance. It's kind of like the, the Islamist, right? How am I supposed to know if you've come here um, from Yemen and from Syria and you've been living in an ISIS-infested ISIS compound? I'm supposed to do my own due diligence or supposed to trust that you're not somebody that wants to take a knife to my neck? No. Not going to hire anybody out of these Ivy League institutions of communism. Well, and that's what's already happening, by the way. I mean, you look at the judge who went to some class in Stanford uh, up in Northern California. I'm not sure if you remember that story. Right, I do. Yeah, this judge came in. It turns out... At the law school. Yeah, all the kids started, you know, attacking him, making uh, terrible remarks at him and and calling him horrible names um, just to degrade him and dehumanize him and strip him of his dignity in some sort of public Maoist struggle session. And it turns out the teacher in the room, the professor who was later suspended, organized the whole thing. (laughs) And now that judge, along with several other judges, have issued letters saying we are not going to hire from Stanford, from Columbia, from Berkeley, from any other college that Mm -hmm. puts out that that endorses that kind of behavior in its law schools and from its students and good for them. Yeah, absolutely. And now some of these uh, some of these kids at these universities like at Harvard are legit worried. Uh, Here's what Mohini Tandri from Harvard says. I'm a Harvard law student, so I know many members had no say in whether their orgs signed either letter. Many weren't even notified that their orgs were considering doing so. No need for this level of harassment. They're all worried um, about future job opportunities with with Goldman Sachs. Nobody signed your name. What did somebody He's saying here, I had no say in whether the organization signed other letters. Um, You should be, instead of going after this Goldman, see right here, you're proving why nobody should interview you. Because this, this Harvard Law student should be attacking the people who put that letter out. Instead, he's attacking the Goldman Sachs hedge fund manager and saying he's the problem. You're harassing students. No, 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 no. 
See, thank you, Mr. Mohini Tangri. You're proving why nobody should be interviewing you for a job. Right there with that tweet. Thank you for proving our point. And now the story gets even worse for some of these little Harvard idiots because there is now a doxing truck, according to the New York Post, a doxing truck is driving around Harvard showing names and photos of students who blamed Israel for the Hamas attacks. And I absolutely love this. It's driving around the campus. It's got digital billboards of uh, the names and photos of students. This was not, as this, this numbskull just tweeted out, this is not just some blanket letter from like the you know, Harvard Crimson Review or whatever their law paper is that did on behalf, and, and people, no, there were actual students who signed their names to this. And that's why the CEO said, I want names, because I want to make sure none of these people get fired, get hired by him. That's not harassment. It's called accountability. Because quite frankly, if you are blaming Israel for babies being beheaded in their homes, entire families being wiped out, women raped, and all the crap that we saw, you've got no business in society, let alone working in a corporation. I wouldn't anybody, I wouldn't want anybody, anybody who, who is on board with anything that was said in this Harvard letter anywhere near me. We are at a crisis point in this country and in the world, quite frankly, if this is what's going on here. Because we're seeing these anti-Israel, you know, we're seeing rallies all over, not just pro-Palestinian, not just, oh, my gosh, I'm worried for the babies in Gaza now that are going to get bombed and they're innocent here. We're talking about um, blank the Jews, rape all their women rallies in France, Sydney, Australia and all over the world. If you didn't think the Holocaust was real in the first place and couldn't happen again it absolutely could. I am really, I've got a synagogue across the street from me. I've got a lot of Jews in my neighborhood here and I'm legit worried for them. I'm worried for all of us because by the way, this ideology is not just extended against the Jews. When these, these like in Iran, we're the big Satan and Israel's the little Satan. They hate all of Western civilization. And really it's about destroying all of us. So if you want to, so quite frankly, and I'm almost of the mindset that, you know, either either you're with Israel here or you support baby killing and you're anti-Jews and you're and you support terrorism. That's where I'm at. Y'all think I'm crazy? Email me, AndreaKshow.com. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Let's take a little run down to the border, shall we? Because here we are, day five has it been since uh, the Israel attacks, and all Americans are concerned about this happening to us, uh, and the open border and all the reports of the terrorists. Has the Biden administration, am I, it, 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 am I missing something, Sesame Broccolini? Have they secured the border? And I just didn't realize it in the last two days. Uh, well, it's funny, actually, because they've been saying the border has been secure for a long time. But now they're saying <laughs> they're going to put in some walls. So which is it? Is the yeah. is everything fine? Or is there a there there? 
I should have pulled the sound clip today from Mallorca saying this is it. Our wall, our Biden border wall. Now they're bragging about it. Our Biden border wall is like the biggest, baddest wall ever when they have not put up one uh, uh, an inch of new wall. And in fact, they had their Border Patrol agents um, down there uh, welding the, the walls open. It's absolutely insane. Um, now there's reports of uh, oh, and last night, getting the hiccups last night, we talked about how the U.N., has been busted paying for illegals to come here, putting money on debit cards. They've been handing out freebies in Mexico. And we had those yeah. bans down at the border that Todd Bensman saw in Texas mm-hmm. not so long yep. ago. Equal pass. Yeah, exactly. And then, I don't even know if I got to this story, we now find out that um, the cartels have been running ads on TikTok for teens to drive illegals, it's like it's like a, a, to smuggle illegals in their cars. So it's like an Uber for the cartels to smuggle. And they're literally running ads on TikTok. And teens are literally in border towns using their cars and smuggling illegals into this country. How many teens are smuggling terrorists and don't know it? How many teens are smuggling rapists and child sex you know, traffickers? But American teens are now being used by drug cartels. What, how, is, how, are, how are these advertisements being run and our government is doing nothing to stop it? Oh, because they're okay with it. They don't care. You know, for the same reason why they don't care about teens carjacking now and running people over. You know, the local sheriffs are telling people, hey, if you get carjacked, hand your keys over. You know, everything that's going on in this country from the crime wave, the open border and everything related to that is all by design. They're also not doing anything regarding a report, report I'm aware of. This is from uh, Allie Bradley. Uh, she works for News Nation. Hashtag Bradley on the border. Uh, she is reporting uh, today that the CBP uh, has sent out an internal alert to agents after intercepting messages seeking the home addresses of agents and their families with an intent to do harm. This is doxing. The text message obtained by CBP states, $200 your way if you get me a Border Patrol agent's address, $1,000 if you get me the mama's address. The agency says the messages also show the intent to post the torturing of BPAs on social media. She says, agents I talked to are extremely concerned for their safety. While assaults on agents are down from last year, assaults involving firearms are up. Wow. Top dollar for good info. We offer triple dollar dollar signs for information of Border Patrol agents. Yeah. She goes on to say the FBI won't provide a comment on the threat towards Border Patrol agents. However, multiple sources confirm the FBI is currently investigating after these text messages uh, were intercepted. Countermeasures are law enforcement sensitive. Uh, The CBP referred her to the FBI. Wow. This is crazy. And the FBI is absolutely nowhere on this. So now we've literally got targets on the backs of Border Patrol agents. Why would anybody do the job of Border Patrol agent, by the way? They're not able to. I mean, they're cutting the wires and letting illegals in. Some of them even fist bumping. Illegals as they're coming across. They're taxi drivers for illegals, bus drivers, bussing them all the way over here from different places and dropping them off. We don't have the Border Patrol. I, I, you know, I, do you remember 
uh, sesame broccolini, how we used to have a checkpoint up in the San Clemente area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Those were the days. Those were the days. Our Border Patrol, and there was one up uh, by Temecula, too. Poor people who used to live in Temecula used to have an extra 20 minutes added to their commute because they'd have to sit <laughs> as the Border Patrol would look in the cars. and Because they were so skilled, too. They were so... If y'all didn't, aren't, didn't live in Southern California 20 years ago, you have no idea how skilled these Border Patrol, Patrol agents were at these checkpoints, right? I mean, they could look into the, the eyes of somebody behind the wheel and know they had some people in the trunk, Right. Well, they had to, and that was back when we took security seriously, national security. Uh, and look, it's it's. I've been reading stories about it. Apparently, there are a lot of parents out there who are trying to get their kids off social media so they don't even see these ads. But you see it happening all the time in places like Texas, and there are you know unfortunately a lot of people in places like well the migrant colony uh, Colony Ridge. They're, they're mm-hmm. scrounging around for cash. They don't want to go to the banks and get a loan because that requires a social security number. So they either borrow money, they steal, or they do something else because they have to pay their remittance, right? If you're coming across the border, mm-hmm. it's very likely yeah. that you were smuggled here by somebody who then says you owe me $5,000 or $10,000. So now these people, oftentimes military-aged young men, need money and quick and I don't know what they do, but you have legal citizens now, apparently, who are, again, maybe they need money, too, because Bidenomics is failing everybody. And for some reason, I don't know if these kids are actually turning to this. I hope not. I don't know what I would do, but a lot of parents are saying no more TikTok, no more phones, because Mm -hmm. they're just so afraid that one day they're going to see some news report about a high-speed chase gone wrong, cars flipping, injuries, death, and it turns out it's their child who may or may not have been smuggling people across the border. So dangerous, so careless, so reckless. The fact that this is happening in modern America just blows my mind. Really, it, it does. I just cannot believe we're seeing this here. But this is what happens when you don't defend the border. That's the bottom line. Mm -hmm. That's what happens when you elect clowns. You get a circus. That's what we're seeing right now. A song (laughs) and dance, but no real policy. No real resources going to the border. And then when states like Arizona or Texas try to do something, the federal government sues them. Makes it impossible to actually fortify their own borders. Yeah. You know, we, we, uh, we are... And every bit of this anarchy is part of the Cloward Piven plan to to tear apart America, to break the backs, break our backs economically, militarily, make the people suffer so much to where they're begging for government assistance. Uh, it, it changed the minds of Americans um, uh, to uh, it, to create little socialist soldier soldiers for the state and the rest of us. They want to beat into submission. Um, I think it's a good time to take a break. We come back. I want to read a couple emails I've gotten from some people. Oh, by the way, it was America's Most Wanted. Thank you, Sandy, and some other people. The show I was talking about last night that John Walsh was hosting. Have you ever seen that, Sesame Broccolini? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, that was the show I couldn't think of last night. So thank you to the listeners for reminding me of what show it was. I got the best crew out there. Love you all. Stay tuned. Another segment coming up. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. I'm going to read a couple emails here for some listeners. John says, um, 
With this war, we are going to be short of fuel. Who can we get to convince Biden to reopen the pipeline? Nobody. Nobody at all. They don't. They that Obama said years ago during his administration, the gas prices are going to have to necessarily go high so that people will support alternative fuels. Every bit of pain we're suffering as a nation, they want. They absolutely want. Um, my girl, Sandy Kinslow, she says she just oh Friday just heard from Pastor Jack Kibbs. Uh, Hibbs that uh, today Lieutenant Commander of Hamas announced it on Friday the 13th. He said, I want all of Islam to rise up around the world and take out women and children. I haven't done my homework, so I don't know how true this is. Uh, and the show was called America's Most Wanted. <laughs> yeah, um, it is true that he's called for that. We'll see whether or not I, I don't know. But here's what I think is likely to happen. I think that there is likely to be a lone wolf out there. I don't I don't expect any kind of coordinated attack uh, tomorrow. I do. I think that was probably more of a rallying cry for Lebanon and, you know, other people in the area uh, to push down into into Israel. So hopefully uh, I, I but I do think that we need to get our act together as a country and start um, restore our counterterrorism efforts um, because this caliphate of the Islamic Jihad has not gone anywhere. Um, Let me see. I had another email here. Uh, Larry says, I love your demands, but the R party has already shown who they are. The party is dead. Gates virtually had no support. Well, Gates actually came out today and supported um, Steve Scalise, who ended up losing. So we'll have to see uh, what happens with the speaker uh, tomorrow. Hopefully it's going to end up being Jim Jordan. Larry also says here in Cal, we are disarmed in our homes unless we are, we are carrying inside them. Otherwise guns have to be all locked up. It's nuts. Excuse me, burglar. Will you give me five minutes to get my gun out of the safe and load it? (laughs) Right. Um, I'm not going to tell anybody to break the law and keep their gun close by. But does it make, but you're not, but you're right. You're not protected if your gun is unloaded and locked in a safe. That's all I'm going to say on that note. Um, there's increasing pressure. I feel like this is going to be a little bit of a round robin here, Sesame, on this final segment. Um, uh, there's kind of conflicting re- reports about the $6 billion, the Obama, the Biden administration uh, has not frozen the assets um, reportedly. But in the same token, I've seen reports today that the United States and Qatar agreed to block their access. So I think they're probably taking the middle road here. The assets aren't frozen, but they're just not going to maybe release any right now. I think that, in other words, the uh, Biden administration is playing games on the $6 billion. They want Iran to have access to the $6 billion, which is one reason why we're hearing um, there's no evidence right now that Iran, you know, coordinated with Hamas. Well, you know, uh, the only way they're going to admit that Iran was behind these attacks is if uh, the, the Ayatollah Khomeini, uh, you know, it gets on the loudspeakers or on Al Jazeera or on CNN, admits to it. And even then, the Biden administration will say, well, how do we know that was really the Ayatollah Khomeini? Um, okay. Let's see. Could be an AI a, deep fake. You never know. 
Yeah, <laughs> a deep fake. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be the new excuse for everything, right? I mean, just like uh, you know, they're they're claiming that uh, you know Hamas Hamas actually even went on some outlet today and said they don't target civilians. They're they're just c- coming out gaslighting and feeding uh, you know the CNNs and the MSNBCs to say that you know Israel's the bad guy. Um, there was a report I wanted to share with you guys. You're not a, a, a true crime uh, person, but do you guys remember the Alabama gal who claimed that she was uh, kidnapped by an orange haired dude? Um, do you remember that story? Did you follow that story at all? I did a little bit, but you can refresh my memory because the details are yeah. a fuzzy. Yeah, she was the Alabama hoaxer. Um, Claimed that she uh, she claimed that she was kidnapped by a man with orange hair and was taken away in an eighteen wheeler mm-hmm. after she supposedly stopped on the side of the road because she saw some toddler walking around. Um, there was a nationwide effort trying to look for her. She was twenty five years old. Um, she's African American, so. Um, uh, Remember how I was reporting last night that in California they did this, they're doing this special ebony alert because supposedly, you know, nobody goes after looking for African Americans who go missing. Well, here you have it, right? They, uh, they, a lot of money, a lot of resources went into going to look for this young gal and she made the whole thing up. And of course she claimed it was an orange haired dude. Uh, I guess maybe she thought she could get away with somehow getting Trump smeared with this allegation. I don't know. When she was recovered, the family tried to claim as though, act like she was the victim. Well, she was actually charged today for lying and, Was um, she really? They charged her. They actually charged her today. They were suspicious from the jump, but they still uh, uh, she also claimed uh, that the orange haired dude took nude pictures of her. Um, but I'm guessing those pictures are nowhere and there's no evidence that's been brought to light or. Right. 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 Yeah. 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 Investigators with assistance with from Secret Service. So even Secret Service got involved. Uh, this is Alabama, right? The old Deep South is supposedly still racist. The effort they went into, even though they were suspicious, they still used all the resources to go after her. Um, they analyzed her cell phone in uh, days before she vanished, and she had made internet searches about paying for Amber Alerts and how to take money from a register without getting caught, and the movie Taken. <laughs> so she had ended up admitting... She fabricated it. She only faces two misdemeanor charges, false reporting to law enforcement authorities and falsely reporting an incident. Um, She was found guilty of the abduction hoax on Wednesday, and a judge recommended a year in jail and an $18,000 fine. Um, Only a year? Only a year. I think, see, I think that like Jesse Smollett, if you know, if you if you perpetrate a hate crimes hoax, which to me they didn't, this never got because of the cool heads of the local authorities down there. They never went hate crime hoax. They never went. She's the victim of a hate crime situation. But I think that I think that there needs to be severe punishment for that. Because look at what the damage has been done to MAGA and to Trump with hate crimes hoaxes going on. So at least they filed charges because these are not victimless crimes. Uh, How many of the resources were taken away from true victims in the search for this girl? And mainstream media ain't talking about it today, right? And why? Because this hoaxer is African-American, right? Right. 
which is always, again, identity politics. Once again, it's here. Yeah. you got to look at the demographic, the racial background of the victim, the perpetrator, whoever it is, and that determines the story. They don't try to make their narrative fit the facts. They want the world to fit into their predetermined, preconceived notion of what America is, what it's supposed to be. America is systemically racist, and we know this for a fact, and we're going to distort the narrative and control it and only give you, spoon-feed you propaganda and misleading information so that, that way you'll think that too. We're going to leave out a bunch mm-hmm. of exculpatory evidence that suggests otherwise. We're not going to tell mm-hmm. you the truth. We're going to lie to you, and we're going to control yeah. the narrative. And that's what this is a part a part of. Really, it's right. this whole hoax is there's like an understood nationwide agreement. If you can try to smear Republicans or conservatives or the America First MAGA movement, then do it. Lie, cheat, yeah. steal, whatever. Doesn't matter. We'll worry about details Hang on. I don't, I don't know where that noise came from. I think my cell phone decided to revive itself in the middle of you talking. Oh. Yeah. They, you know, whatever they have to do, uh, they're, they're going to do it. Um, Nothing's off limits. Again, by any means necessary, Malcolm X, we come back full circle to it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the end game for this, too, is with the identity politics is to criminalize anybody who disagrees with them, by the way. Um, there's a story. I don't know if you heard this story out of Switzerland. Switzerland used to be like the neutral company, right? Country, right? Well, now they've gone full lefty. They uh, There is a Swiss writer, a yep. land sortel, I think is a Sorrel or Sorrel. 60 days uh, in the gulag. 60 days in the gulag because he called somebody, uh, some uh, some artist over there. <laughs> A fat lesbian. <laughs> uh, I mean, look at the pictures. Tell me he's wrong. I'm just saying. <laughs> right. Uh, but, you know, why can't you call somebody a fat lesbian? Because it's hate speech, right? Now, if it w- and, and if he called her, you know, a fat straight girl, nobody would have cared, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Right? Or maybe a, thi- maybe a thin lesbian. I, I don't know. I, this whole world of yeah. identity politics is so confusing. Absolutely. All right. Well, tomorrow is Friday. Hopefully, we're going to have some fun. Hopefully, we're going to have some answers on the speaker's race for you guys. We know that we'll have Bob Walters here with his education segment, so definitely want us to tune in. See you all tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.